Hi, welcome to That's Life Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Murphy, and this is a Christian podcast dedicated to navigating the transitions of life and how to do it through a Christian lens. I'm so happy that you're here. Pull up a chair, grab a coffee, come as you are, and listen to the word of the Lord and the plan that he has for your life. Because it's hard to have it all figured out, but we can help each other together in the community of Christ. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay tuned to hear more. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Abby Murphy, and I'm so happy that you are listening because today, okay, first of all, I know it's like a really late upload, so don't come for me. Don't cancel me. Okay, just listen, everybody. I'm Life is sometimes a little bit busy, but I have a good excuse today because I have a special guest on the pod. And if you have guessed it from what I've been posting on the Instagram, pat yourself on the back. But if you told yourself it was anyone other than Ryan Luckett, you were wrong. So everybody, please welcome Ryan Luckett. He's clapping for himself right now. Strike one, he's already just clapping for himself. The crowd's going wild. Anyways, would you like to introduce yourself, Ryan? Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> my name is Ryan. I'm happy to be here. Excited to talk with you all, talk with Abby, and yeah, just happy to be here. So how, for the for the listeners listening, how do we know each other? <laughs> um, I moved back, so I lived in, Nash, or lived in Nashville for the past year, and I moved back to Bowling Green, and I met Abby at the call. And he fell on his knees and said, please date me, woman of God, please. I begged her um, that night. No, but... um, (laughs) No, we're being serious, actually. (laughs) It's okay. You can tell them the truth. Um, We actually met at the call that night, and then it was just like But it wasn't like the normal call. By the way, the call is like a college ministry here in Bowling Green, but it wasn't a normal call, like, meeting. It was that it was like a just a worship night outside yeah place at like a outdoor it was outside venue. the mood was set it was a perfect perfect moment for us to just for us to start say, dating hi i'm ryan just start already waffling hands and everything yeah, i don't know about that okay, anyways yes. um the next night i got invited to play pickleball and um i was like yeah absolutely a friend invited me so i went and abby was there and um we kind of talked a little bit there but you didn't talk i did talk no you didn't <laughs> no you didn't we played once and he was that so was that quiet. night yes yeah, so that was was that, that I night? was the second night it could have been the second night either way though i left being like dude is so quiet really sucks because he's cute but he is so quiet i can't and now we're dating look at where we're at wait now. i spoiled it keep going okay Sorry. okay so the second night at pickleball we played the first night, and we actually went to Chipotle afterwards, and that's whenever you thought was I was really quiet. Was that the second quiet. night? No, that was the first night with, when Levi was there. Oh, so yeah, so then we did play singles. No, and then the second night we played oh. singles. Oh, okay. Because yeah. we were both single. <laughs> and I won. I just wanted to make that clear. Was it nervous. was like my second time uh, ever playing, I was, and I won. I was, more, I was more occupied with trying to start a conversation than I was mm. playing pickleball. Yeah. Because who's been winning now? Yeah, you have. Well, except for that one time. Yeah, I think I've gotten a lot better, I feel like. I don't yeah. want to, you know, as humbly as I could possibly say Yeah, because you were really bad, <laughs> so you had a lot to grow, a lot of room to grow. Okay, okay. Let's... I'm being sarcastic, everybody. I'm uplifting. I'm, a, I'm an encourager. Big time. Okay. Anyways. Um, and then the third night, so I guess everybody just plays pickle pickleball every night in bowling yeah. green. It's like a cult. We do. I've I've talked about that on the podcast every single night. Yeah. So I got introduced to that really quickly whenever I got back. And this um, was in the summer. Yeah, this was summer. This was in August. Was it? No, this was in late July. Yeah. Yeah. And so um Abby texted one of our friends and was like, hey, does Ryan need a ride to Pickleball tonight? Because he had said hmm. he lived right next to me. And so then I was like, oh, well, then we might as well just ride together. I genuinely, people, listen, when I tell you this, I genuinely didn't think anything of it. Y'all know, y'all know what was going on there. No, 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 no. I genuinely was just like, oh, cool, a pal. <laughs> Yikes! Um, <laughs> and then um, we actually so none of our friends like our mutual friends went that night, and so we got to the pickleball courts and it was packed. Yeah. So we went back to my my apartment complex has a couple courts, so we went back there and played a couple. Played like three. Yeah, three matches. And then we talked 
and on saw the a court. dog. We saw a dog. Remember? We did see a little baby golden retriever, Is and he he's big dog? now. Is he? Yeah, he's big now. His name's Topper. Shout out Topper. Hey Topper. Um. Ruff ruff Topper. <laughs> and then we talked forever on the pickleball courts. And then... For, like, two hours. It was a long time. It was deep, too. We both shared our testimonies and everything. It was amazing. And yeah. then... Aw. Um, <laughs> and then we went back to... You, you dropped me back off, and I just asked if you wanted to go get coffee. Yeah, but Ryan was so nervous. Not not at that time, though. Oh, no, right. Yeah. And we can fast forward, because this should be a long story yeah. if we so kept going. Yeah, so then we just kind of, like, hung out. We started hanging out a lot, like, but every I day. Still, yeah, but I still thought it was friends. Yeah, and that's why... Because I'm oblivious. And that's why I had to say, like, be intentional and be like, ask her out on a date. And we got we <laughs> got to my apartment, <laughs> and I was going to ask her out on a date, and I got so nervous and was basically just like, well, see you later. And no. I got out of the car and just ran to my apartment. When I turned the corner to, like, go up, to like drive up to his door he already had his hand on the seatbelt buckle and gives me the like sharpest oddest like smile of a look like i wish i wish i like i filmed these because he literally it was like a side eye like smile kind of thing of like it looked like you you pooped your pants like it was like essentially did (laughs) it was like that like nervous energy and then literally he was just like well, see ya. And usually we like were leaving talk for, for Arizona. A bit. And I was like, have no, fun. No, I was leaving for a concert. Yeah, a concert. And I was and, like, have fun, bye. Uh, yeah. And then he texted me like five minutes later and was like, I got nervous, but you want to go on a date? And then I was so nervous and scared that yeah, I. You can take it over from here a little bit. I, and I'll pop back in. I wanted to say no because I, I was just like, I'm. Because in my brain, I was like, this dude is too serious about the Lord for me to not take this seriously. And I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to like take something serious. And so then I had a lot of talk because I, I don't even know if you realize this, but I never said yes until after I talked with Sav. Because in the text message, you said, hey, I was going to ask you, but I got nervous. Do you want to go on a date? And I said, I, I wondered why you left the car so fast, but I never said yes. Yeah. Well, you, you said something about being free, but you didn't. Yeah, but you I definitely never, didn't say yes. I made sure I didn't say yes because she I wasn't was like, locking I it can't in. Say she was yes. not I locking can't it say in. Yes. <laughs> but then the next day, I went and did Bible time, and uh, Savannah Smith walked in, which I've talked a little bit about this, but she walked in and sat down, and she just goes, "So how's Ryan?" And I was like, "What? What do you like? Who told you?" Because I hadn't said anything. I figured maybe Ryan like said something or whatever. And she was like, "Oh, no one told me. Like Holy Spirit told me to ask." And I was like. Okay, so we needed to talk. So three hours later, I was sitting there in Spencer's coffee, sobbing, crying, <laughs> and realized I just had a lot of, like, emotional baggage that, um, you know, I was, like, scared to pursue anything else or, like, get into anything else. And um, I tend to think, like, end goal very quickly. And so it was like, oh, this boy's asking me on a date, so that means I need to know right now if I'm going to marry him or not. And that's, like, basically where my brain went. And she was like, just, it's, it's a date. Like, it's an opportunity. Like, just get to know him. So I said yes. And then that was on a Friday. We went on a date on a Sunday. And then on our date, I basically just told him everything. Like, unpacked all my trauma and everything and just cried. Like, cried. And you were so kind. Mm. And ladies, if a man does not tell you he wants to pursue you, then don't waste your time. Because I told everything to Ryan and I said this is blah 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 I literally was like like what did I say I was like I feel like we don't even talk to each other or something I said something I I was rude kind of not actually rude but like it was just it's not stuff you want to hear like it's not something someone would be like like it was stuff that would make him uncomfortable and yet he responded with I like you and I want to pursue you and I was like oh okay (laughs) I don't know what to do with this information I don't know and then and then from there, I was like, okay. And I, because I remember holding your hand and I was like, I'm so scared. Yeah. I'm going to mess this up. Yeah. You were nervous about that and you weren't a huge fan of that either. Yeah. And so we were just like, okay, we don't have, I was like, I don't, we don't have to. We don't have yeah, to. Yeah, I was, I was scared to hold his hand. Yeah. But then we talked about that. We just talked about it a lot. And so anyways, then from there, it was just like, I, I felt, I feel like it's like conversation, conversation grew, attraction grew. Yeah, and then dating. Yeah, the FaceTime whenever you're at Belmont and you're like, I gotta go. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, we're talking. Okay, we're unpacking that. So, so there was one time we were FaceTiming before we started dating, and I just, like, I don't know. She had a moment. I had a moment because I was I, I have a tendency to bring past relationship, uh, like, thing. We're unpacking that. The, <laughs> the things people have done in the past with, like, guys I've dated, I just expect Ryan to be like that. And so it kind of was, like, one of those moments of, like, this like set expectation of like oh well ryan's like this because this is what guys are like but that's not that wasn't the case but i just wasn't able to like verbalize that and so then i like hung up on the facetime and was like i have to go and then i called him back and we talked for like an hour about uh, i don't know but i was sobbing yeah she was upset and it was a really good conversation and you know we left it like i had asked her if you know she was ready for a relationship yeah. just to like be clear on that and she was like oh yes absolutely yeah, and I was like, just cried oh, okay yeah, I was like, yeah. and then you you came home that weekend and that's what did you think about all of that like I feel like I was so I mean I'm always emotional I'm always dramatic and emotional but like yeah. all of that all, that's a lot and yet you're what, still what were you the, were still like what was the exact reasoning for it what, for what for you getting off the phone really quick what was even the because that? because we said we were going to talk to each other. And so oh, then yeah. I was just like waiting by my phone, but I yeah. never like reached out and was like, Hey, want to talk? I just kept waiting. And, and, and so then I was like, Oh shoot, he doesn't like me. Oh no, I'm getting into something and he's just going to ghost me and blah, blah, blah. And then I like sent myself into a spiral. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it like made me realize that you cared about the relationship and like what we were doing. So like, Oh, you know, it wasn't like, maybe necessary. I should just cry all the time. <laughs> I, would I prefer, do that anyways. So. I would prefer you not to, but, um, yeah, I was I was ready to, you know, ask you to be my girlfriend at that point anyway. So it was like I just wanted to make sure that you were ready for a relationship before. But even like before that, when I was telling you all that, like how scared I was and how um, like. Yeah, but like and I, I never said any of this, but I came back to Bowling Green not wanting to be in a relationship either. I was solely uh, I had yeah, heard something on a podcast. Yeah. And. I was fa- going to faithfully serve at Crossland and just be be in my singleness and just try and not be consumed with myself and try and just serve others. Like, that was my ultimate goal when I came back. And then I met Abby the first night <laughs> I was back. Not even the first night I was back. The night before I even yeah, moved because I moved on Saturday and met her on Friday. And obviously nothing came about it the first couple of days. But then I was like, oh, this girl's different. So I was like, okay, <laughs> this is awesome. And, you know, wanted to pursue that. And... Oh. Yeah, it just felt right. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, so then after I trauma dumped the next day, he asked me to be his girlfriend, so it all worked out. It all worked out, and we're here now. And the rest is history. And now it's awesome. One whole month. But, no, over. Yeah, over a month. Over a month. Wow. Look at us. We're old farts now. Yeah. It feels more like a friendship, though. Well, I'm. it started, it was like, we had like... Well, I thought of it as a friendship. And then we were, like, dating. But it's, like, a deeper friendship than, like, not just, like, friends. Like, like well, okay, obviously, it's, like, there's romance. But you know like, what I mean? Like, like yo, I don't know how to explain People, it. I was coming over to Abby's house, <laughs> like, just hanging out. But that's normal. Okay, if you know me, if you're listening and you know me and, and my family. And that's not normal for me. That's normal. Like, everyone comes over to my house. Everyone knows my family. So I just didn't think anything of it. Right, and and... I, the first time I didn't really think anything of it because it wasn't planned. And then I was like, oh, you want to come play games or something? And I was like, Yeah, and what? that's just like what my family does. Like, yeah. we just do that. So the introduction time. to the parents was the the easiest. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, anyways. I already knew them. So that's our, yeah, yeah. So then I haven't even met, I've only met your dad and your, well, your sister, like, Briefly. for like two seconds. I know. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I guess the first time will be Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, my mom will come up before for church and stuff, so that'll <gasps> I'm be scared. Fun. What am I going to say? Mom, if you're listening. What am I going to do? Scare her. Hey, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> no, don't scare me. Okay, anyways, um, but yeah, Ryan had an easy way out because, mm-hmm. well, also my mom, like, she's just like, hey. She was at the pickleball time, court, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, she was at pickleball. Oh, yeah. So was your dad. Oh, my gosh, yeah, because mom said we were uh, in a wow, group of four. Wow, I forgot about that. And mom was like, I'm going to pick the teams, Abby and Ryan. She knew what she was doing. And she, No, she did. It wasn't like it was, like, she thought. Thank she, you, Kelly Murphy. A lot of you. And so Thank she you. was like, I'm going to put them on the team, pickleball team. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that was back in your puka shell phase when you were wearing I had pearls. I have pearls, not puka shells. Same thing. Those are different. Same thing. I'm bringing them back again. Okay. I I would love for you to bring them back. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Well, I okay. To where are they? Um, yeah. They're in the that. drawer next to the bed. Oh. We're good. Okay. We're coming back. Okay. Double. Double? You're going to hit him with that double necklace? Well, double pearl. Where? I didn't know you had two. Yeah. You have double pearl? Yeah. The, well, I, have this, I have one pearls that are just clear, and then the other ones have from stuff where? on them. Uh, Go probably, ahead. Probably Amazon yeah, or something. I was going to say. They're yeah, cheap. I, I know they're from Amazon. <laughs> um, anyways, I was going to do like a get to know you kind of like thing well actually no my game that i was gonna play is make it or rake it oh but i'm like it's 15 minutes into the intro <laughs> and we're just gonna have to say that we're gonna have to have ryan come back on another time so we can play make it or break it as a little intro thing but honestly um people are curious how we met anyways so that's the brief summary there's so much more to it i feel like we i feel like that could be like a two-hour podcast in yeah. itself like that like was going into details about conversations it's and stuff cr- it's crazy it's awesome i'm though. like i don't know if everyone needs to know no the they don't you guys you guys got no. enough of 15 minutes at least for right now this is a little sampler a little <laughs> teaser um but yeah i just want everyone to get to know ryan um because i've loved getting to know him all this Stop. Don't look at me like that. Aww. Stop. You're <laughs> nervous now. I that love, was sweet. I love... Don't look the other way. I love... <laughs> that's silly. I love um, getting to know him more and more every day. And um, I feel like everyone would be blessed to know just who he is, why he is the way he is, his story. And so we're just going to... We're going to unpack that one now. Um, so, yeah. But before we get into it, if, you, if you're a new listener and you've never been here before... I didn't really do a good job at introducing myself, but I'm Abby Murphy, and this is my podcast, and we talk about Jesus, and it's awesome, and if you love Jesus, hallelujah, and if you don't, I still invite you to stay, because it's going to be a great conversation, and um, could be really inspiring for you, or could just be interesting to listen to, Um, but yeah, everyone's welcome, everyone has a seat at the table, we set the table, but God delivers the meal, so. That's a word. I heard it in the Sadie Robertson podcast this morning. Tyler talks about that a lot. So no, it was Christian Huff. It was a Christian Huff podcast. That's a word. Yeah, I it's know. in the it's in the pod. Yeah, we're, we're good. and then now it's in the pod, and I gave credit, so no one can say that I'm plagiarizing. It's my words. Um, but before we get into it, I love to open up in prayer. So Ryan Luckett, would you do me the honors of opening up the conversation in prayer? Absolutely. Okay. Oh Lord, thank you so much for this time together with Abby. Um, I just appreciate this conversation and. Um, I just pray for the listener right now, whether they're in their car, on their couch, um, at the gym. I just pray that, you know, this wouldn't be about Abby and Ryan. It wouldn't be about, Mm. you know, us, but it would be about you. Mm. And um, whatever is aligned with your truth, whatever we speak that is aligned with your truth, I would just ask that, you know, all distractions would would get out of the way Mm. and somebody would, you know, be impacted by that. Um, Lord, we just, you know, thank you so much for you know, an opportunity just to talk about you more and learn about you more. Mm -hmm. Um, We love you and we trust you and we pray this all in your precious son's name. Amen. Amen. That was so good. That was so good. You seem out of breath from that. I was out of breath. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh. That's funny. Really got him worked up. Um, I always say this about Ryan, but from even like when I first met him, I say he reminds me of David a lot because in the Bible it says David's a man after God's own heart. And like, if you know Ryan, even if you have like a five, 10 minute conversation with him, like, his faith is the first, like, it's impossible to talk about Ryan without talking about Jesus. Like, his faith is what drives him. It's the reason you wake up in the morning is the Lord. And the reason you go to bed at night is, like, I mean, and everything you do, it's because it's the Lord, which is what the Bible preaches and and um, was the reason I wanted to get to know you in the first place. And so I just want people to just know, like, where that came from and how that started. So... My first question, my first official question to you, which I did prepare you with this one in the car, yeah, yeah, was, have you always known Jesus? Yeah, I've known him since birth. No, I haven't. Um, so, would you like to dive into that? Story? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Those of you that are listening, it's about an hour and a half from here, from Bowling Green. Um, I grew up in a little bit bigger city than this, but uh, I did not grow up in the church at all. Um, I didn't know really, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, um, really at all. I didn't really know who he was. 
Um, didn't know that he was the son of God, didn't know anything about him because I didn't go to church. I uh, actually went to Catholic school growing up, um, up until the fifth grade. And um, all I really knew about church was going to mass for 45 minutes and being bored. And it was just like mm-hmm. that cost. Um, and then kind of left that school for sports. And uh, growing up, that was pretty much my God was baseball, basketball, football, um, mainly baseball. I was traveling, you know, all over the, not all over the country, but all over the Southeast region playing baseball for um, all summers. And then whenever summers ended, I played basketball. And uh, yeah, that was a huge part of my life and um, was very, very worldly. I was really good at sin. And uh, my BC days were, you know, filled with a ton of... BCs before Christ. Yeah, BC before Christ. He uses big Christian words like BC. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a huge word. Um, but yeah, you, you name it, I've probably done it. Like I've sinned in epic proportions, um, you know, starting in high school, whether that was into drugs or, or alcohol or finding a girl to take home. Um, and it just continued on throughout college as well. Um, really on until my junior year of college, um, you know, it was Thursday through Sunday. Um, you know, what bar were we going to, um, who could we, you know, take home and, um, addicted to pornography, um, chasing that supernatural feeling, I guess you would say. Mm. Um, and I got invited to a, so COVID hit, I should, I should rewind COVID hit. And And what year were you when COVID hit? So the, so, okay. I'll rewind a little bit. I went to Ren Lake out of college, Ren Lake college, um, a small junior college in Southern Illinois, played baseball there for two years and then transferred over to Western. I got recruited by Western to play baseball. Um, Which is in Bowling Green. Yeah, and that's why I'm still here. Yeah. Um, And, well, I guess it's not why I'm still here. I don't play baseball anymore. I'm graduated, I'm old. Yeah, Ryan came to Bowling Green just for me specifically. Yeah, just for Abby. Yep. Um, Sarcasm, again, people, anyways. Um, And then COVID hit my junior year. It was my first year at Western. And um, I had been dealing with some like crazy anxiety. I didn't even know it was anxiety at the time. We thought like I actually had a health issue. Hmm. And uh, really? actually, yeah, we actually you thought like, yeah, so I thought I had like some really bad breathing thing. And we oh. went to the ER a couple of times for it over Christmas break of 2019. So like right before COVID hit and I went back to school for baseball. And um, yeah, and came back. And I would go to Crossland every couple Sundays and sit in the back, um, just drilled with anxiety. Like it, mm. it just destroyed my life. Like it was like, it was everything. Like that's all I thought about. And I would just leave. What anxiety? Like, I don't necessarily struggle with like anxious thoughts, but was it just thoughts about anxiety in general yeah like about specific things like not even not even specific things I was just so consumed on thinking that I had a health issue that it wasn't even actually there oh yeah that you kind of created that exactly yeah and so I would leave church on Sundays like during while Craig or Greg was preaching and just like I couldn't I couldn't be in there like the music was too much you would leave mid 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 sermon I would just walk out and uh (laughs) then COVID stopped the season. So we only got like 14 games in COVID stopped the season. We went home. Um, I got invited to a Bible study that summer by my cousins, um, Hannah, Olivia, and then their husbands, Jake and Hunter. And they, Jake and Hunter led a Bible study. Um, and people would have thought I was a believer at that time. People would have thought Ryan was a Christian, at least people that didn't really know me. Like, my teammates would have been like, oh, Ryan doesn't know who Jesus is. Like, well, and if Ryan knows who Jesus is, then I do, right? Because uh, he just does whatever we yeah. do. And so, um, yeah. Pause. My dad's lawn mowing outside, so I'm sorry if you hear that. But I'm not stopping the podcast. We've got to keep going. Which he already mowed the lawn. I don't know why he's doing it again. He's He's obsessed he's with that lawn. Yeah, I can hear it. Sorry, guys. You're just going to have to keep going. Okay, anyways. So your teammates, if you're, if I'm a Christian, they're a Christian because we were all doing the same thing. Exactly. Like, if somebody is going to – like, if you're, if you're a believer in um, 
you're going to try and tell somebody about Jesus and you're living exactly how uh, exact life of what the non-believer is living, mm. then what are, what are, they're going to be like, well, why do I need Jesus? Like you live exactly how yeah. I live. There's nothing different about you. Right. right. And so, um, fast forward to that summer, I spent, we, I spent a Bible, I did a Bible study with them and I spent a ton of time with that family. Cause I went to the lake with them like every weekend mm. and just kind of got to know like who the true Jesus was. And not like someone that was trying to rob me of fun and not someone that was like trying to rob me of something here on earth or in this world, but somebody that was actually trying to give me an abundant life and Mm. give me a life to the fullest. Yeah, he's um, not trying to take away. He's only trying to provide. But in order to do that, you have to create room. So you have to get rid of the word of the the earthly things. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I just started wrestling kind of wrestling, kind of thinking about, you know, like if this Jesus guy is real, like what does that mean for me? What does that mean for the purpose of my life? And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I started wrestling with that. So Jesus came down 2,023 years ago and somehow changed the calendar. Somehow something happened to where this carpenter from Nazareth is the most polarizing character in all of history. And it began to wreck my life, like in ways that I can't even explain, like just things that I would have, you know, wanted to do so badly on the weekends or something that I would want to do so badly with, you know, just myself, like personally, like everything began to change, like desires began to change. And um, yeah, it began to like really, really consume who I was. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I wouldn't say I had this day where I was like, oh, that was the that was the moment and everything like there was a sanctification process where I was I would surrender different things to the Lord um like throughout my you know journey and I still am like still you know surrendering yeah, things to him daily stop, exactly but... and um that's always a battle to die to myself daily but um yeah that's kind of my journey um it's really that's a long story, but it really is as simple as I was this way before I knew Jesus. And for whatever reason, Jesus absolutely changed my life for the better and gave me a life that I couldn't even have imagined. And so I'm so passionate about talking about him and talking it to him about, you know, someone that it might be on the fence of, you know, trying to know who he is or just have questions or or being curious about him because that's where it started for me. I got a little bit curious about, you know, who Jesus was because of some family members. And as soon as you get curious about him, he's going to start seeking after you. Mm -hmm. And, And there's really nothing you can do about it once he starts seeking after you. So what would you say, like, you know, you got to know him and, and you, what started reading the Bible more or started having conversation? Like what, what things did you do that made you more curious about him? Cause you've told me like, there wasn't like this exact like light bulb, like I'm changed at this moment. It was a gradual journey that like led to you wanting to know him more. So like, what were those things that you implemented or that you did or that you found yourself curious about or gravitating towards that like led continuously led you closer to Jesus that ultimately winds you up here. That's like, it's impossible to go a day without talking about Jesus to you. Yeah. I think God uses people, um, or he, he used people in my life to show me what it was like to follow this Jesus and have a relationship with him. So I was, I got discipled essentially by people that didn't even really know that they were discipling me because I just was too prideful in my own shame to like, let somebody know I was just, you know, staying a little too far, just enough far away that I would like, you know, hear what they were talking about or Mm. what they were doing in that Bible study. But I wouldn't share like with what my actual life looked like. Yeah. And whenever I began to realize that, um, vulnerability is so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. And, um, also for those of you that are listening, if you're like, what is discipling? Like what is discipleship? I would explain it in like, I mean, for me, I just think of, like, life mentors, like, people that pour into you. Yeah, teacher, student. Yeah. I mean, it could also be a friend to friend. It's yeah. just people that push you in the direction of getting to know your father more and people yeah. intentionally, like, That's good. Cre- creating those friendships and those bonds to benefit the kingdom. But anyways, I just... Yeah. Big words. No, yeah. Sorry. Um, um, 
don't apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's your first podcast. Yeah, it is my first podcast. Um, but yeah, I would say that was the biggest thing is just watching people like pursue Jesus mm-hmm. and like watching um, his name's Jake and watching Hunter, watching those guys, Jared, like teach Bible and and put it into you know this this book is actually relevant to us right now and mm-hmm. it's more it's more and more relevant to us right now and people would you know kind of say oh well the bible's not relevant anymore it's like no no it is it is as relevant as it's ever been and it's going to be as irrelevant as it's ever been until god and jesus comes back how do you know that though like how do you know it's relevant because i can sit here and i can be like well someone got swallowed by a whale and hmm. and people were running around naked in the forest after eating a poison and an apple or like like things where you break bread and feed 5,000 people like that stuff like that doesn't happen anymore like how is that relevant you know like what would you say that person that's like doubting those things and and hear me when I say like I don't think doubts are necessarily like this awful thing I mean it's a big part of my journey right exactly because in the Bible, it says to ask, like, question your faith. Like, I think if we keep these blinders on. David doubted just about every psalm. <laughs> exactly. It's like if we keep these blinders on and we just stay oblivious to these real questions, it's it's like, well, you know, it's like conflict or hardships can create stronger bonds and stronger things. So it's like, ultimately, you're the motivation behind these doubts is to strengthen your faith. Yeah. So don't ever look down on that, but pour into that and seek from that. But yeah, like how is the Bible re- relevant? Like how? Cause it's so old. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I would say the, the b- best way that I could explain it is because I have lived both sides. Mm-hmm. I have lived a life that looks like, you know, no, I have lived a life that is for this world. I would fall like the like culture is going to tell you, you know, follow your happiness, follow your heart, you know, follow anything that would, you know, kind of, you know, make you feel good and whatever mm-hmm. you feel do. And that can get <laughs> so confusing so quick. Yeah. And I I found that, you know, people would say like God's putting a fence around you. Yeah, but um for the people that are listening that have kids, there's probably not a ton of you, but just think about this. Like your parents probably put a fence around your backyard and it wasn't so that they would rob you of fun because you had a ton of fun in that backyard growing up. But what if the prevention was that so you wouldn't get close to the street and you wouldn't get Mm -hmm. ran over by a car or you wouldn't get hurt. And that's, God's love for us. He's not doing it to rob us of fun. He's actually doing it to show us that there is a way of life that is so much more freeing, that's so much more joyful. Like Mm. I've lived a life for the, for the party and for everything else other than Jesus under the sun. Mm. And it's only left me with more scars and, 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 and regret and, and shame. Mm. And I would say that as a follower of Jesus, I've laughed until I've cried. Mm. I've laughed until my jaws hurt, and, mm. and and you and there's no um well well what you know there's no like pregnancy scare or there's no hangover or there's no anything. It's just what God intended for you. And whenever yeah. you live that out, it's like oh I want to tell everybody about this. Yeah, <laughs> I think. There could be some people listening. Like, I remember having conversations with people who, you know, I sit there and, and we talk and, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I've never, I've never drank. I've never smoked. I've never whatever. Fill in the blank. You know, I've, I've never done any of those things. And, and people respond as like, well, don't start. Like, I wish, I wish I could get out of it. Like, I wish I could stop. And it's like, but, but you can, like, Yes, it will be hard, but you can also stop. And I think people feel so, um, like, too deep in that it's like, well, what's the point? Like, you know, like someone who said they wanted to save themselves for marriage and then they went mm-hmm. and had sex. And then it's like, well, I've ruined it now. Like, I've ruined everything. Like, was there ever a point where you felt like I I can't start over because I'm just already too deep? Like, he he already knows everything I've done, you know? 
Like, he knows all of it. Like, he's going to keep a track record. Like, what if he doesn't forgive me? What if he keeps these tabs on me? Like, As a believer? No, I mean, just coming into your faith. I mean, as oh. a believer, I feel like you know that, that truth. But yeah. what I'm saying is, like, for the person who may not know that truth, right? right. Like, a- as you were starting to know the Lord and come into it, like, if you could go back and tell yourself as, like, believer Ryan, like, these things of, like, oh, I... Like, I already feel too deep into it. Like, I'm so deep. I mean, you you did everything, and it's yeah. that's, like, a hard thing to get yourself out of. Right, right. And I, I would say one part of that is um, realizing that you're not going to be able to do it on your own and mm. realizing that you can't get out of it on your own. Yeah. So if you can't get out of it on your own, then 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 Jesus is the only one that truly can. yeah. So he's the one that is ultimately doing it. So like basically by saying that you like or that you're too far gone, you're basically saying that Jesus like you're saying, God, what you sent Jesus to do was not enough. Mm. So you're saying that, you know, Jesus, you dying on the cross was not enough. Like my sin is too big for that. And then you're and then ultimately saying too, like, if you're the other direction of that, like, oh, I've never drank, I've never smoked, I've never, you know, had sex before marriage. Um, you're, you're essentially like the rich young ruler and saying, you know, like, I've kept all of these so that, like, there's nothing else that I could do. I'm going to earn my way in. Right. So Jesus is death. Which is the trap I fall into a lot of the time hmm. of expecting God to want me to work for salvation and for forgiveness yeah like even when we started dating it was like I was talking to Sav about like but I'm not like I'm not my best version of myself yet Mm -hmm. and so like I shouldn't get into a relationship because I'm the I'm not the best version of myself and she was like well God doesn't ask for perfection in order to give you something right that's so good and it just like clicked and I was like Right, because I will never reach perfection. Right. There was one perfect man. Mm-hmm. And and to piggyback off of why the Bible is relevant, I think it's because it's like, if you think it would take a miracle to get yourself out of the pit that you're in right now, then the Bible's relevant because those miracles that I was talking about earlier, of like, oh, the whale, oh, the bread, oh, the whatever, like, they're different stories, but they're the same truth. So good. They're different words, different people, different scenarios, but it's the same underlying like sentence structure, right? Like different adjectives, different verbs, Mm. same format. And I was talking to you about this the other day. Like I, the, the, when God uses really, really hard moments in your life to leverage, to, to get, to get close to you and get down to your level and, and realize, make you realize your need for Jesus. And, um, I don't remember what where it's at in the Psalms, but David is crying out to God, like 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 why have you left me? Like where are you at? And, and those were the prayers that I was praying whenever I was like in my lowest pit, like crying mm. out to God, like like there's no way, like where are you at? Like what? Oh, where yeah. are you at? And and yeah. even me looking back on that now and realizing like how much faith I had or how much how good God is to like let me understand like if if abby wasn't in the room i wouldn't just be like abby where are you at because she wouldn't be able to hear me yeah but god was clearly his presence was there because i was asking where he was at and he obviously is you're not gonna ask nobody where they are at exactly i love i when you told me that for the a lot of this we've talked about before but i love that he's sharing it but like when he told me that for the first time i i never heard that and it just puts things into perspective. Like there was one time Greg, our pastor at church was talking about, um, uh, atheism and cause he used to be atheist, right? Or he used to, he didn't love Probably, Jesus, yeah. but <laughs> I, I think he used to be atheist. Don't quote me on that. Past. But, um, but he was talking about even which atheists are people who like actively go out and prove that God is not real. Um, and, or at least they, they try to prove that God is not real. But he was like, even the fact that they're going out and trying to prove that God is not God shows that they think there is a God. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. how can you prove the non-existence of something that you're 
you know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. concept of like proving someone doesn't exist kind of just goes to show like, oh, but you think they're they're there. Yeah. And uh, or they're not good or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. And it's just like how you know, and and again, I don't want to like cast judgment, but just to share the thought of like he like he is there. I mean, we all in some way in culture believe there is a higher power. Um, We're all and, worshiping and, something. Right. And in, in culture, it's it's a lot of um, the universe and the, you know, whatever, Mother Nature chakra aligning. I don't know all the big Come words. On. The crystals, the whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Or whether that's like a, another religion. We're all built with this feeling that there is something more, something greater, something outside of ourselves. And as the Christian believer, the follower of Jesus, the pursuer of the kingdom of the Lord, the God of heaven's armies, like we are lucky enough to know what that is and that truth. That's so good. Yeah. And to piggyback on that is I didn't know that I was doing that um, before I knew Jesus. But I was I was searching for that's what I was searching for. I was searching for that feeling. And I would get a little bit of a feeling of a supernatural and I wanted more. I wanted Mm. to keep going back. And ultimately it just kept leaving me, you know, more and more empty and wanting more and more of that, realizing that, you know, it wasn't ultimately going to fulfill me. And, you know, that's why, you know, Abby, that's why me, Ryan, is so passionate about sharing the truth is that like I've never had such a you know, firm foundation in Christ. So I want to share that with other people because whenever my situation gets shaky, it's not rooted in sin. It's not Mm -hmm. rooted in, you know, baseball. It's not rooted in um, alcohol or pornography. It's rooted Mm -hmm. in Jesus so that he doesn't shake. He's unchanging. He's not, he's not, um, he's not becoming, he's not wavering. He is a being that, that has no surprises. Mm. And so whenever your faith is in that and it's it's just it's so much more just I don't even have the words to explain it. Cuz you should cuz we can't. Yeah. It there comes a point where God is so God, he's so other, so powerful like our human brain cannot understand it, which is why he sent Jesus yeah. because we cannot most understand high. the like vastness and the power of the lord um which is i mean the whole concept of like fearing god and i mean that's a whole nother (laughs) topic to touch on Mm -hmm. but how did you navigate like friendships going forward from you know non-believer to believer and being caught up in the wrong crowd or people that weren't maybe the best influences on you in that way like how did you navigate that transition that's a good question um thank you you're welcome (laughs) I think the biggest thing was you know ultimately finding community that I know love Jesus Hmm. and the biggest thing too was finding a church home like that was that was so crucial for me and that's why I'm back in Bowling Green now is because and hear what he said church home not like churches to hop around to yeah, Not and and let me just speak to the online church. Yeah, a church home to go to. Yeah, go especially the young adults that are listening to this. Um, let me just speak to you real quick. Um, go ahead. Don't tell them. I think it's so important to, especially whenever you're going from death to life, you're gonna be a foreigner. Like you are a foreigner mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah. And and understand that, and 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 that is hard. Like whenever I become a believer, whenever I accepted Christ, I thought that meant the easy life, and it <laughs> was the exact opposite for me. And um, but in the best way. But in the best way, exactly. The, the hardest, but the best, because look at. Yeah, what you know. You yeah, know? exactly. And 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 what I mean by hard, and what I mean that I thought it was going to be easy was I thought my all my problems were going to go away. Yeah, yeah. But um, the good news is is that for any believer on this earth, this is the worst it's ever going to be. Mm. We're going to be in heaven forever and ever and ever. The the bad news to that is that, and the important reason that we need to share the gospel is that. For the non-believer that's on this earth, this is the best it's ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like it's not like you go to hell and you go out to the club with your friends and you drink and do drugs like no 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 you're you're going to be separated from your creator forever and ever and ever mm. and like heaven is not somewhere where we go on a cloud and play a musical instrument like we're going to be in heaven where we get to just it's going to be greater no than we could ever evil. imagine there's, there's no, no evil there's no sin there's no sadness it's perfect exactly and i just went on a tangent but what i would say <laughs> is find a church home most importantly and and it's it's going to be weird like it's going to be awkward but whenever you realize that the church a a good bible teaching church isn't a country club of judgment but it's a hospital for sick people you're going to realize that you know a lot of the people in that same room are just like you mm-hmm. and you can find community that way and so yeah. i would just really really encourage you to go find community that way and it's the reason why I'm back in Bowling Green. I uh, thought I was going to be living in Nashville for a lot longer than I was <laughs> mm. and uh, ultimately crave that community. And nothing bad to say about Nashville. It's just my community was in Bowling Green, and I yeah. miss that. Um, but, yeah, and I think um, that's the most important part. in navigating the friendships that, you know, weren't as good for me, um, I guess it was just, you know – trying to, you know, step away, not from them, but step away from situations that I think that would tempt me. Exactly. I still wanted to be around everybody. But Um, ultimately, I mean, it's kind of like that would just naturally cause a divide, I feel like. Exactly. So I tried to use, I didn't do this great. um, And I, and I, there were some things that I wish I could have done better, but, um, you know, just tried to use whenever I was at the baseball field and in the locker room, I just tried to use that as a time to just, you know, love on people and Mm -hmm. I definitely did not do that very well so I would encourage you you know for the people that are athletes or you know are in musical theater like Abby yeah get the musical theater kids in there shout out um now you got to think about that too a whole new world for this guy it is a whole new world but just you know you're gonna be with them so you know love them as they are like be be a good listener and, and understand what they're going through because you were in their shoes as well. You you know exactly yeah. what they're going through and you know exactly what it's like. So, you know, be, be a light to them. We're called to be a light. So, And being a light doesn't necessarily have to be like the best advice, the best words, the, oh, I don't, I won't know what to say. Like, I won't know. I feel like I, there are so many, I mean, me included, that just, it's like, but what if I don't have the right words? And what if I don't, you know, know what to say? And a lot of the time the response to that question is like, but God will give you the words. And that is so true. He can. But there is also an aspect of like, sometimes words may not be the best way to share the gospel or to, or to love on people or to get to know people um, in a way of, you know, how Christ would get to know someone. Actions speak so loud. And so there are times I fall into a pit of like, you know, like almost I have a podcast where I talk. And so it's hard when I don't have words to say this to be good. like, this is good. you know what I mean? Like it's hard when I don't have words to say to feel like I am doing my quote unquote job as a Christian. Like you're missing out and like, God, like I didn't right. say and that right. And there's just this like pressure right. exactly. to be like, but now you have to have the right words and you have to do the right things. But it's like, Number one, when is, has God, God calls us to share him. He doesn't call us to share our words. So that's corrupt in itself. But also think about like how a child learns. We're called to have childlike faith, like like faith in something as a child would have faith in something. Like think about how like children believe in Santa Claus, right? It's like that same, like he's there and he's real and it's magical and it's amazing. And Think about how a child learns because even from the beginning, if you try to tell a baby, hey, this is the rule of our house, it's they, they're not going to comprehend it. That's why we use like sign language and, and, and ways to show a baby how to learn mm. and shake our head yes and shake our head no and point to things and do things because actions can show and do show and honestly, more oftentimes than not, have more of an impact 
because my words mean nothing if I my actions don't back it up. Like you were saying at the beginning, it's like I could I could say I was a Christian, but I wasn't acting like it, yeah. you know. And so don't ever put that pressure on yourself to be like, well, you know, I can't I can't like go go talk to my friends who don't know Jesus because I I, I don't have the word. I mean, if you are in the Lord, it's going to be obvious. Yeah, like from before you even say anything. It's as simple as like pick up their trash and throw it away for them. Like do anything that you can. Like like here's the here's what you can do is stop thinking of yourself so much and think mm-hmm. about how you can serve people as well as possible. That's so good. That's so good. Stop cuz everyone is thinking about themselves. Yeah. Everyone's too caught up thinking about themselves and not even thinking about the other person anyways. Yeah. But I think it's really cool to hear you talk about like your friendships and navigating all that because which he'll probably listen to this but i love like hearing about brant and mm-hmm. how you know you came to know the lord and and brant is i don't know even, i can cut this out if i shouldn't be talking about him but no he's my best friend um, he'll be listening to this i'm sure but it's so cool i haven't even met the guy but hey if you're listening um but can't wait to meet you ah! um but it's so awesome i love hearing that story because Ryan came to know the Lord before your best before your best friend did, mm-hmm. and didn't you? It, it was his brother first, right? Like yeah. So um, I me so I lived in me and Brant went to Ren Lake College together in Southern Illinois. We were best friends there, and um, we continued to be best friends whenever I went to Western Kentucky to continue playing and he went to southern illinois to continue playing and um we kind of decided to rekindle like (laughs) i don't even know what to say we rekindled the flame by moving to nashville together to to, like be be back you know and just we were were doing it for a year by this point right yeah i was a believer by this point and i i mean my number one prayer before moving down there was that you know he would find jesus and god answered that Mm. and um, not anything I did. It was just a. It was just my prayer. Right. And but you were so faithful in that prayer and knowing like, God can. Oh, He can. It's I've not seen a it fact happen. of if He can or can't. It's just both of it, those guys are my brothers in Christ right. and are on fire for Jesus. And both, I know Brant is serving at the church right now. Right. Um, I'm sure Trent is. Like I, I talk to them both about Jesus all the time. Yeah. And honestly, like it's. There's nothing more fulfilling than, than well, seeing the fruit of that. And I bring that up because it's like in navigating those friendships, you know, it's not always create the distance between believer and non-believer. It's also ministering to people and telling people that don't. I mean, that's the goal is telling people that don't know Jesus about Jesus. And look how it one, ended for, for them. One you know? of the, the best compliment I've ever gotten is from Brant. And he didn't even say it really to me. Really just hyping him up right now. Yeah, but he's awesome. And <laughs> um, the best compliment he's ever given me, he said it to Trent, but he ended up telling me, like, whenever I became a believer, you know, we weren't in the same town. Like, we didn't really, all we did was text. And he came to, to see me one weekend to, I think we were playing golf or something. And he was like, he went back home and he went to t- t- Trent. He was like, he's still like goofy Ryan, like goofy, dumb Ryan, but there's just something different about him. Yeah. And like made me like cry whenever he told me that. And whenever I got to leave Nashville and um, I wrote Brant like a little letter and I was like, dude, hmm. you... Still the same rant, still the same tall, long neck rant, <laughs> but there's something long different neck, about okay. him. That's a, it's, a little, he'll, he'll, it's funny. Okay. It's a little joke. Um, I'm sure it was. It was but it's still odd to throw that in there. Yeah. Because it caught me off guard. Yeah. But like, there's something different about him. And Next a little longer. No. Oh. He knows Jesus. Oh, that's yeah, what it is. That's what it is. Oh. Yeah. That's just, I just. I don't know. I just felt like that was important for people to know that, like, there, there is that hope, I guess. Like, there's fruit that comes. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's the most, it's the best fruit. It is. It's like it's better the, than fruit from Hawaii. It's fruit. better than watermelon. Is that your favorite? Uh, That's not your favorite. I don't think you said you had a favorite, did you? I no. What's my what, favorite? You know my favorite. No. I do. What is it? Um, blueberries. 
Wait, I forgot my favorite. I'm going to go blueberries, watermelon. Yeah, probably blueberries. Yeah. Blueberries. What would yours be? I would. I guess I would go watermelon. I like cantaloupe. Is that crazy? Okay, I've is been crazy? crazy. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit crazy. I feel like I just said that to try and be I cool. I feel like Jesus didn't put... Yeah, I'm like, I've like, never heard you just talk a, about Was cantaloupe. that just like an opinion that I just I wanted to get out there to like sound like I, I like no fruit? I'm like, I don't think there's cantaloupe in the Garden of Eden. I'm going to be for real. I'm going to be 100% for real. Okay, my last question before we hop off, because it's yeah. <laughs> been an hour, um, but that's not unusual for us, but... Yeah, if we if Abby and I start talking, it's going to be... It's never going to stop. It's, um, it's over with. But my last question is just kind of like, you know, where you're at now, because you're very, like, stable in your faith. I mean, there's always going to be ups and downs in your faith journey, but, you know, you are a believer. You pursue the Lord. You're saved. Hmm. You're, you know... How do you continue to keep the passion there? Yeah. And on those days when you don't have passion, like, what is that? Well, ultimately, I think, is realizing that faith isn't a feeling. Mm. And so um, I think the best thing for me is I have a church home where I am serving, and I'm there a lot, and I'm with other believers a lot, and I have a— I'm in a life group, but I'm also in a small group with a, a you know, best friend of mine. And um, it's really, really impactful on my faith as far as um, just growing and, and wanting to know Jesus more and having that hunger for him. And, you know, there's there's been weeks where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go do this because it's going to be hard and we're going to have conversations that I don't want to talk about and it's vulnerable and it's messy, but it's also every time Colin and I leave that conversation in that like hour or so we spend, we're like, man, we needed that. Mm. And it's, it's not, it's not like a, we're just saying that it's like the spirit is moving because we are doing this and we're doing this in a way that benefits, you know, ourselves and our walk with Jesus and we're sharpening each other. So I think that's definitely the number one thing is I have community around me that is not going to let me, well, I wouldn't say not going to let me, but they're going to sharpen me and point me in the right direction. And then I'd say the other thing is just, man, get in the word. Like it's easy to get secondhand revelation from a podcast or a sermon. It's easy to get secondhand revelation from a pastor that you like, or, you know, a Christian celebrity that you like. But if you want firsthand revelation from the Lord, you have to know his word. And that's the only way you're going to get yeah. and hear from him is is by knowing his word, because that's how he speaks to us. When I would say even like... Or that's a way that he speaks to us. I would say even it's so important to know the difference between want and need, because, you know, it's very easy to read the Bible when we want to hear from God and we want to get answers Come or on. we want to, you know, receive something. But when you start reading the Bible in the mindset of I need this like my soul needs this because I am so unworthy of your grace and your love I have to know what that is about I have to know what you're telling me I have to hear your words like there are so so many times in life where I've sat down and been like I can't hear from God like I'm not hearing from God it's like if you're not hearing from God it's because you're not looking at his words the 66 books that can he's talking to you yeah and i would just say too like i don't i don't even know where i heard this but um i've had it in my notes for a really long time and it's uh i can't remember who said it but like whenever you start to realize your life is not about you like it all starts to make sense and life begins Mm -hmm. to make sense whenever you realize it's really not all about you yeah and I think, too, there's a beautiful balance between because community is so important and being involved with people is so important. And Ryan reminds me of that a lot. We're very we're very similar, but we're very different in the ways that, like, he his strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa, I would say. But it's so important to find – to know the importance of each, of knowing the importance of being in community and being around people and – um strengthening your faith with having those conversations and being around people but if that's the only thing you do like if you're if your faith is based on other people it's like come on you know what i mean it's 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 weak because 
they are your God, not God being your God. And so I, I think it's just as important and I don't really have the answer or I don't really think there even is an answer. I think it's person to person on like which aspect holds more weight of like being with people and being in solitude and being alone. But like Jesus went away and retreated and was alone with God. A lot. A lot. And that is also so important to be alone with God. And he was Jesus. And he is Jesus. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Rose three days. <laughs> Don't even say was this guy. Come on. This guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is so much importance in also being alone in your word with the Lord. Like Bible studies are great, but if that's the only time you're getting in the word, that's a scary, a scary teeter tottering kind of faith, you know? Um, it's like if you're on a sports team and you only show up for practices with everybody when you're like playing the sport, but you don't go to the gym by yourself and work out alone. Like you're not going to be the strongest asset to the team. Right. Um, you know, like in theater, you know, you're in a show, but if the only time you practice or the only time you work on your songs or work on your dance is when everybody's there and you don't put in that work outside alone and go over your songs alone and 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 do those things you're the confidence is not there the the knowledge is not there the devotion just isn't there um and so yeah that's just I'm t- talking a lot but I think that's just something that I am navigating right now cuz I I feel like you geared towards more like the community part of it and I gear more towards like being alone I didn't used to be that way though really yeah oh really yeah I didn't and interesting it's not even that I didn't used to be that way is that I craved it so bad and didn't have it so mm. I think now that I have it I just but that's so realize good. the importance of it it's so good because I I just was shut off to it I didn't even realize how important it was until yeah I remember you talking someone about... literally like shook me and it was just <laughs> like you need people like people can God get... can use people but I think a lot of it is being in the world that I'm in, in the theater world. Yeah. Because it's very lonely for a Christian to be in the theater world. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast topic, which I'd love to talk about. But um, this podcast isn't about me. It's about me. It's all about Ryan. Exactly. Again, sarcasm. I'm glad we got got to that. I, I had one last thing to say. Yeah. Um, the, the floor is yours. This is this is back to the intro. I just wanted to throw this out oh, here. Okay. Abby did have a little crush on me whenever I got baptized. No, oh! no, I just wanted to. Okay, end with so that. we're gonna we're gonna put that in. We're gonna put that in the podcast, and everyone's gonna know that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, let me at least explain myself. She has the power of editing. I, mean, I if you don't want it in. no, I think it's kind of cute. Now looking back, a little awkward, a little awkward in the moment, but. I he got baptized and I I think I was singing at the time because I remember being on stage and um looking over and seeing this like really cute guy get baptized and I was like dang he's cute and so I texted my friend and I was like hey do you know Ryan that plays baseball at WKU and she was like no and I was like well dang he's really cute then never thought anything of it but then I would I saw you at camp and then I realized it was you. So I knew it was you when you were at the call. It wasn't like I was like oh yeah, stranger. And, yeah, yeah, and I I knew it was Abby too because we we served at an FCA camp because he was obsessed with me and just like stalking her all the time. Yeah, just like, like nighttime routine. Abby Murphy, can just I have like your autograph? Brush teeth. Stalk I'm a potty. Abby. I'm part of the potty people. The po- You know the potty people. Aww. <laughs> Aww. He's a super fan giving super fan energy yeah one thing about ryan he's a potty super fan i am yeah he has shirts made he's getting a tattoo oh sorry was i not supposed to say that your family's listening oh my god oh no i just boiled it power of editing your family's listening my family's listen- my family's heard this like a million times. my mom my mom knows the details on everything like she's probably like oh abby why are you why are you not unpacking all of it if i unpacked everything of my entire life of how i um allowed my heart to open up to ryan we would be here (laughs) for like three hours um but i'm so grateful that i did because 
Now we're here. That's sweet. You're sweet. Okay, now I'm talking in a high-pitched voice, so I need to stop. Anyways, I think this is a good time to stop because I'm done now. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I, I I love hearing your story. I love hearing you talk. You know that. And um, nobody, nobody will or Abby won't say it or hype her own self up whenever she's on here, but I just want to say she's amazing. Wow. And you. your faith encourages me, and you're the greatest encourager ever. Thank you. So, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Well, I'm so happy for people to hear your story. It's a story that needs to be heard. Um, I pray that God uses it, and I know he will. I know he will because um, you're a faithful servant. And so, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, come back next time. Ryan will be on again, I'm sure. Um, now you're going to be my go-to if I want a guest, but I don't have anyone. I'll just be like, hey, so I'm throwing you on now. Yeah, well, we're going to um, talk relationships. Yeah, so time. we are going to talk relationships. I'm going to put another question, little box thingy out for anonymous questions on my Instagram at some point this week. Put relationship questions because, spoiler alert, Ryan is going to answer them with me, um, and we'll get both male and female perspective on things. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Have any parting words? Jesus loves you. I knew that. I knew the voice coming. Um, yeah, well, that's actually how I end the podcast. I say, Jesus loves or I love you, Jesus loves you. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. And that's like, so now I'll say, I love you, Ryan loves you, Jesus loves you. Okay, are you ready? Wait, am I going with you? So I'll go, I love you. Ryan loves Ryan you. Loves you. Okay. Jesus loves And then we'll both say, Jesus yeah. loves you. And that's, that's life. Okay. Okay, we're ready. I love you. Ryan loves you. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you. you. And, and that's, that's life. Thank you so much for listening to That's Life Pod. You are now a hashtag that's for lifer. You are part of the potty people because we are always having a potty with the potty squad. That was weird. Anyways, if you want to find out more, go on Instagram, head over to That's Life Potty, P-O-D-D-Y, because you are not part of the potty people. I really need to stop with this joke. If you want to find out even more, you can head over to the YouTube, That's Life Pod. There is a link in the Instagram bio with a link tree for more information on everywhere you can stream. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life.